Welcome to another episode of It's... What's it fucking called? It's not you, it's them, but it might be me. It's not me, it's you, but it might be them. (laughs) Hello. Welcome to another episode of It's not you, it's them, but it might be you. So it's Monday. It's Hot Topic Day. And I've chosen a, a really light, fun one for you today. Today we're going to be talking about Andrew Tate. I feel like I need to talk about Andrew Tate. Well, I actually really don't want to talk about him. Nobody drives me more insane than that shirtless bozo. But I do feel like I need to talk about him. It's actually really important. And the problem is that in in trying to write this script for the podcast, that there is so much. It's like my head is swirling with so much information about this man and and about the real world of impact that he's having on women and children and dating. But every time I think about it, it's like there's 40,000 points that I need to hit in order to gather it all together to make it all make sense. And it feels very overwhelming. But anyway, I've just watched a really concerning documentary called Andrew Tate, The Man Who Groomed the World. It's on BBC iPlayer documentary made by a guy called Matt Shea. And I think everyone needs to watch it. It's quite terrifying. We'll go into it a bit more. But the whole premise is that really Andrew Tate has, as we can see, managed to groom. And when I say groom, I mean influence the minds of lots and lots and lots of men. But what this documentary looks into is, in fact, actually, Andrew Tate is a puppet. Andrew Tate is the face. He is the mouthpiece for actually what seems to be somebody much more sinister and worrying. A man who is known as the wizard, Iggy, who really is pulling the strings and and who uses cult-like tactics and methods to brainwash and groom people into spending their money uh, with the pyramid schemes and the hustlers university and the war room and all those things that Andrew Tate makes money from, but with a view to enslaving women for them to become your servants. I mean, you have to watch the documentary because it does sound mental, me telling you that this whole thing is being orchestrated by a fucking wizard. But actually, it is as mental as it sounds. And as I say, please watch it. Me talking about him on this podcast is not going to elevate him or give him a platform. This man has been viewed 11 billion times on some of these YouTube videos, Rumble videos, TikTok content. And that was part of the plan. He runs this whole Hustlers University, which is a way for him to make money. Uh, And I don't really understand how the whole pyramid scheme really works, but I know that people pay him 50 quid a month and then they have to start accounts where they basically flood the internet with images and videos of Andrew Tate. And as I say, it fucking worked. He was literally a nobody. He's now a well-known misogyny influencer, but in 2016, which is less than 10 years ago, not that long ago, he was a literal loser who went on Big Brother. Not even celebrity Big Brother, just some random bod off the road who went on Big Brother and who got 
kicked out within six days because at the time there were ongoing investigations by Hertfordshire police into alleged rapes of two separate unconnected women and physical abuse of a third. As we all know, or you may know, currently he's on house arrest awaiting trial in Romania on charges of rape and human trafficking, which he vehemently denies. And the thing about the vehement denial is is interesting because we we have all seen the clip. I have actually genuinely seen video clips of Andrew Tate talking about his methods for grooming. Those videos were available on his own website. You don't have to look very hard to find clips of Andrew Tate talking about how he put women out on, on webcams and took all their money, didn't pay them at all. There are literal videos of him talking about how you have to fuck a girl and then once she's kind of in love with you, let her know that the two of you are going to make a load of money together, but actually you're going to make it off her back. Watch Vice, The Rise of Andrew Tate. Watch this documentary. There's a couple on BBC, both by Matt Shea, which are very revealing. Or go onto YouTube and watch D'Angelo Wallace's deep dive into Andrew Tate or Danny Gonzalez or Jay Aubrey. There are lots of deep dives. There is lots of information and lots of literal videos of Andrew Tate talking about the importance of controlling women. It is what has made him famous. Whenever I talk about Andrew Tate on my Instagram, I get a lot of backlash from his defenders and people keep telling me that the clips are taken out of context as though I formed my view based on 40,000 20 second clips and as though it would be wrong for me to do that. Like it actually wouldn't be wrong to judge someone on 40,000 20 second clips of them saying absolutely horrific things. I am fairly certain that if there were 40,000 20 second clips of me out there saying things like, well, if a man's horrible to you, you should stab him in his face or men should commit suicide if they've got small penises. Horrific, awful stuff that I would never say. But I guarantee you that if there were clips of me saying that, none of these people defending him would be saying, yeah, but you know what? That's taken really out of context. They're only clips. People always tell me, what, what, watch the whole context. And in fact, I have watched hours and hours of interviews, of him just talking in his emergency room meetings. I have watched him being interviewed on right-wing podcasts who are simping so hard for him that they can barely contain their own boners. I like to step out of my echo chamber. You cannot provide counter narratives if you don't understand the narrative. So I have really exposed myself to lots of Andrew Tate content. And the hours of watching did not make me think at any point that this is a great positive man who's a wonderful influence on boys. And what makes it more bizarre is that actually, again, watch, watch these deep dives, watch these videos. His method seems to be shaming men. He shames men for being poor. He calls them losers and brokies. He promotes the idea that you can only be happy if you're as rich as him and you have a hot young wife who will serve you. He literally calls men pathetic losers if they don't have kids, pathetic if they have depression. He says depression isn't real. You're just a pussy. Although I actually heard him on the James English podcast clarifying that and saying, actually, the only reason I say that is because I've had depression. And, and, and me pretending that depression isn't real is the one thing that protects me. Male suicide really is an issue. And if you truly believe that you are a positive influence for men, then don't talk about depression in those terms. It is dangerous. 
He promotes himself as the epitome of manliness and he bullies men into having such low self-esteem that they aspire to be like him. Despite the brash, horrible way that he talks to them and about them, they want to be like him. This capitalistic idea of the fact that you are only a man if you have a Lamborghini or a Bugatti, if you're self-made and self-employed. I mean, it's just such fucking nonsense. But it is working. And we are seeing this. If you just Google the effect of Tate, Andrew Tate in schools, there are countless reports and articles out there from teachers who are saying that there has been a marked difference in the way that boys are behaving in schools. They are refusing to listen to female teachers. Sexual assault in schools are rising. Have a look at everyone's invited. And Tate is often directly named as an influence on the teen boys that are harming teen girls. Now, of course, Tate isn't directly harming those teenage girls. Tate isn't the one who is committing those assaults. But if you are influencing a whole section of society into thinking that women are men's property, then how can you separate him from this effect and this change that is happening in schools? And women are constantly messaging me about their partners completely changing after becoming hooked on Tate. It has become one of my most common questions. Women whose partners have got into Tate and then suddenly treat them like shit. I have had messages from police officers who have told me that there is a rise in the amount of domestic abuse callouts that they go on where the men are red-pilled Andrew Tate fans. It is happening. It is is having an impact. I currently work with the Survivors Trust. I deliver training to ISVAs, independent sexual violence advocates. They are people who support people who've been through sexual violence and who are maybe going to court. It is a government position. And I deliver training to them. And the reason that I deliver training to people who are qualifying to become ISVAs is because there is a need for them to understand how the rise of online misogyny might impact on their clients. I have researched this all for hours and I know how incredibly dangerous Tate is becoming for both victims and survivors, but actually for everyone. What I didn't realise was that actually it is a lot more sinister than what I thought it was. This is not just Andrew Tate, this horrible, brash, nasty man. This is about one of the very high up members in Andrew Tate's war room team, who appears to be the person who's actually running the show. He's a man who was involved with cults since the 1980s. And this is a clip from the documentary about a book that this man constantly promotes. Iggy frequently mentions a fantasy novel called The Scarlet Citadel in which an evil wizard, who looks strangely similar to him, wears a ring featuring a snake's head of the same kind worn by the senior members of the war room, including the ones who recruited Amanda and Maria. The wizard trades in girl slaves and is the real power behind the throne of the Cobra King in Koth. Do you understand how sinister that is? The Cobra King, Andrew Tate. There is a fucking man who has been involved with cults since the 80s running this shit. This is very sinister and threatening. Do you, do you actually understand how deep this is? 
And so that's kind of the point that I really want to come on to on this podcast is like what has been confusing me about this whole Andrew Tate situation? Like how could anyone genuinely take this seriously? And when I see people defending him, I'm, it's like mind blown. It's like parallel fucking universe shit. Like are we seeing the same thing here? Like you, you, you are defending this man when you've seen the thousands of videos that I've seen and you think they've just been taken out of context, even though he's saying it. And I, the question that I always ask myself is like, why are they riding him so hard? Like, why are these men so willing to defend this? Why are we getting into problems with colleagues and friends and boyfriends? Why, why, why are you, why are you defending him? And then this documentary felt like it made the penny drop for me. They've been groomed. This is calculated. This has been done on purpose. This is full on cult tactics, as shown in the documentary. And I think the other thing that hit me was that they also have monetary investment in him doing well. If you've spent 50 quid on joining his Hustlers University or you've spent six grand on joining his war room, then it makes sense for you to completely back him so that your monetary investment does well. And so if you are really riding hard for him because you've got financial investment in this, then of course you're going to spread that to your mates. That's going to slowly seep out into the conversations that you're having with people around you. It is a pyramid scheme cult. It is some sinister shit and they have done it very cleverly. If you follow me on Instagram, I've been talking about Davo, which is a tactic that people use when they've been accused of abuse. Deny, attack, reverse order of victim and offender. So it looks like very cleverly employed Davo tactics have been used. We've been knowing for a while that Andrew Tate has been saying, they're going to come for me, they're going to come for me. Of course they're going to come for you because you have been openly talking about criminal acts that you've been engaging in. But yet he has managed to cleverly groom an audience into thinking, well, if they come for me, it's because I know too much. And I want to say... Oh my God, these people are so fucking stupid. I want to make jokes about the fact that these people believe in the Matrix. This is what he has convinced his followers, that the Matrix is real uh, and that the Matrix can set up for people to be taken down with rape allegations if they are becoming a threat to like, I don't know, state secrets. I can't believe that anyone can see all this footage and actually believe that this is a setup. Why did they set him up when he was in Big Brother? Why, when he was a literal loser off the street, an absolute nobody, why were there ongoing rape investigations at that time? No further action was taken at that time, but these women have gone back to the police to say they want their case reopened. But help me make sense of that. If it's the Matrix, why, why did that happen when he was in Big Brother in 2016 when he was a literal nobody? It makes no sense. And I want to belittle the people who believe it. I want to make fun of the people who believe this. But you know, we mustn't. We have to remember that the people who have been groomed and brainwashed aren't stupid. Me going around calling them stupid clowns, bozos, fickos, whatever, that's not going to help. And it's not the truth. You can be the most intelligent person in the world and you can still be groomed. People who have been groomed and brainwashed aren't idiots. They are groomed. To call them stupid shuts down the conversation. 
Cults are dangerous. They spread and they work because it is frightening how easily people can be swayed with these very clever brainwashing tactics. And it is slowly happening in the most insidious way. It is happening to people around us. It is happening to our sons and our male friends and even our female friends. People are defending him left, right and centre. Hi guys, it's me and I'm here to tell you about another Sony Music Entertainment podcast. Now I know you all like to have a deeper look and get under the skin of a subject, otherwise you wouldn't be listening to me deconstructing hot topics and getting into the nitty gritty with all your dating dilemmas. So I think you're going to love getting curious with the fabulous Jonathan Van Ness from Queer Eye. Every week they deep dive into conversations with a variety of experts on some really, really important and eye or ear opening topics like the history of abortion and the science of sleep. Get excited, get curious and listen to Getting Curious wherever you get your podcasts. Croydon stabbing. Some fucking loser was trying to flirt with some girl on a bus who was 15. And she was uninterested in his advances, and he fucking stabbed her to death. Let me explain something to the world out there. The world who preaches Andrew Tate's dangerous and toxic masculinity. In a world where every man listens to Andrew Tate, and in a world where every man takes Andrew and Tristan Tate's advice, this shit does not happen. Andrew, why do you have a machete next to your bed? Why wouldn't I have a machete next to my bed? Why don't you have a machete next to your bed? Some little pussy-ass dude once said to me, Yeah, but if it's next to your bed, what if you, like, upset a girl and she catches you cheating and gets a machete? I made a reel the other day in which I highlighted how I do think that though the Tates are not at all responsible for murder in any way, you cannot make videos saying every man should have a machete and then when young men are carrying machetes say, oh, I've got nothing. If men had listened to me, they wouldn't be doing this. What, what, what are you saying? And when I posted that video, so many people defended him. A man said to me, you're spinning a narrative of hate to further your agenda. Pretty disgusting, to be honest, about two brothers who preach about protecting women. This is a radical account and you've taken things out of context and your message is toxic. And a woman said to me, stop trying to shame them and take them down. And it genuinely feels like a parallel universe to me. How can you tell me that he's influential and a positive role model? He's either influential or he's not. And what is particularly concerning to me is the effects that this is going to have on women and dating. As Matt Shea points out in the documentary, a woman could be dating a man who is in the war room right now and be literally about to get groomed into becoming his financial or sex slave. And we need to understand the influence that this will have. If you're dating, I think it's genuinely important to ask their views on Andrew Tate early on. I just don't think it's advisable for any woman to date a man who defends someone who's been accused of rape by multiple women and who's made literal videos talking about his views on women and those views are seriously dangerous. A woman on my reel said, when I've watched his interviews in full, he always says how a man's role is to protect and provide for women. So I don't understand there why there would be any correlation with this tragedy and men who promote masculinity. Masculinity is not a bad thing at all and does not promote violence. Having more masculine men who want to have the role of protecting and providing means that women can be at home spending time raising their children. If you watch full interviews, not snippets taken out of context, I don't think you could call him a misogynist. 
And this is where we're heading. We are heading into a situation where people are normalizing extreme misogyny. We are heading into a situation where people are shouting for women to go back to a 1950s model, which did not work for us at the time. People keep talking about going back to the olden days where men protected and provided and women served. And the reason why those days don't exist is because the women from those days were like, we're not fucking having this anymore. We can't remain on barbiturates and antidepressants in order to survive our lives. We need liberation from this model of life. And, and, and feminists started to achieve that. And now the backlash to it is working so strongly that you have women advocating for their own oppression. It's absolutely fucking nuts. And if this is where you want to head, that's great. That is wonderful for you if you want to have no money of your own and stay at home raising your children while your husband goes out to work. Good for you. I'm not against that. But I don't want that. So I don't want that to be promoted as the best and only model of marriage. And if people aren't subscribing to that, then they're simps and pussies and their wife is a slag. I do think that we need to think about this and I do think that we need to be very careful. So as I say, if you are dating, I think you need to ask people what their views are early on. I don't think that anyone should turn away from this stuff. I think the idea that ignoring it will make it go away is naive. Every time I post about him, I get messages from people like, oh, just switch it off, leave him. It won't go away. All that will happen is that you just won't understand what is happening around you. I do think it is important for people to stay abreast of this, not because Andrew Tate is so important, but because of the stuff that we learned from this documentary on BBC iPlayer, it is sinister. And if this continues to grow, we are literally approaching Handmaid's Tale territory. And that's not me being over the top. That is what will happen. Engage your teenage sons if you have them. There are better role models than fucking Andrew Tate. I know all these people on podcasts. There seems to be this whole narrative about there are no male role models. And it, and it always blows my mind. You'll have someone like Stephen, who's got millions of people listening to his podcast, and he has all these great men on there, and they all sit there like, there's no role models for boys. What are you lot doing then? James English, Chris, all the you people with your big, massive listenership talking about how there's no role models. You've got the platform. Do it. Be the role models. But there are male role models. Stormzy, Louis Capaldi, Prince Harry, Marcus Rashford. I mean, just as many male role models as there are female role models. There are so many more than fucking Andrew Tate. Do not allow this narrative to continue with people that he's the only available male role model because he's absolutely not. But engage your teenage sons with these conversations. Sit down and watch these programs. Watch the deep dives on YouTube. Watch the Vice documentary, the BBC documentaries. Let them see the other side. Don't let them get away with saying it's only a clip taken out of context. It's not. Don't date people who are influenced by it. If you ask the question on a date, what are your views on Andrew Tate and somebody minimizes the harm or says that they like him, I, I, that to me is a big red flag. And I wouldn't waste my time trying to change people's minds. I don't need to educate grown men on how to not be misogynists, but I would bother to try and change 
minds if they were my friends or my family or my son or people around me. I would take that time to be curious. Don't see them as stupid. See them as brainwashed. Be curious. Ask them to engage with the content that shows the things that you really see. But don't shut them down like, fuck you, how can you support this man? Ask. Ask the questions and get them to see how crazy it is to believe this person over serious investigative journalists and also criminal justice systems. It is not normal or preferable for all women to be owned or controlled by men. And nor is it normal for men to have to walk around worrying about home invasions and getting jumped and walking around with machetes or having to aspire to have a fucking Lamborghini to be considered normal or relevant or great. None of this stuff is fucking normality. And some people may want that for themselves, and that is great. But we cannot have a new generation of people growing up thinking that female subservience and violent toxic masculinity is normal. That stuff was normal. And then we reached a point where we were trying to unnormalize it and we were starting to make strides. And now this whole new wave of misogyny is causing us to really hurl very fast backwards to a place that we don't want to be. So I know this is seriously depressing, but I really I hope I've hammered in the point of how seriously I believe that you need to take this, especially if you date men and especially if you have sons. This shit is important. It is having a real world impact and we need to know about it to be able to do something about it. Oh, after that depressing start to your Monday. Um, sorry about that. Nothing much I can do. But anyway, la la la, let me explain. This has been a Sony Music Entertainment production.